Eddie Sefko, my longtime friend for the Dallas Morning News. Eddie, I was just uh, good to have you. I was just telling, a, I was just talking about it. A Baylor senior is in the top ten, uh, a female golfer, obviously, because it's the U.S. Women's Open. But I, you know, you having covered golf for a lot of years, I think have a have a, a an understanding of how amazing something like that is. Uh, someone to step off the course from playing college golf. And she spent most of the day, her name is Gurleen Kaur, Eddie. You'll have to be watching for her. But she spent most of the day in the top five, finally made a couple of bogeys, and finished even and is tied for 10th in the U.S. Women's Open right now. I'd, I'd say that's a, that's a pretty good day for a college senior. Uh, anybody who goes into that environment uh, where the USGA always kind of I won't say they try to embarrass golfers, but they try to make it really, really hard on them, and uh, and 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 has a little to no professional experience. That's amazing. I mean, that's just flat out amazing because uh, you know even the ninety percent of the pros that are there aren't doing as well as, uh, as she is. So you know that that's you know obviously a bright future ahead for for uh, for that kid. I guess not a yeah. kid at twenty twenty two. Yeah, I, I and I gotta wonder. I, I think we were hoping at Baylor to get her for another year. And now, if she finish, if she keeps doing this, she might go ahead and, and uh, head out on the L, you know LPGA. Uh, Eddie, this is um, this series has been. I I, I keep hearing Bar, uh, Kenny and Barkley and those guys talk about that two thousand series, um, or no, that's that ninety five series, wasn't it? San Antonio in the Rockets as, you know, making the comparison to the the road games being like this. There's not much to compare it to. Were you, I'm trying to think back, were you still uh, in Houston at that point? And, um, and, and do you have some memories of uh, of that particular series? Well, that was right, right in my wheelhouse. Absolutely. Uh, wow. I was covering the, I was covering the uh, Rockets back then and, uh, and good times were those, by the way. Uh, yeah. And, you know, some things are just like this. I mean, uh, a series gets going kind of wonky, and then, all, and then all of a sudden nobody can win at home. And, the, and this year, I mean, it was a little bit more understandable, I guess, with the minimum, limited fans, at least for the first, uh, you know, for the, early in the series. And, and L.A. still doesn't have but uh, six or 7,000 fans at their game. So, uh, but still somebody win a bleeping home game come on i mean this is this thing is i mean it, it, you know it just takes one first team to win at home is going to win this thing uh so uh you know i i the mavericks you know they just they, they, to be honest with you they've never been a great home team uh mm-hmm. for whatever reason it's not because their fans aren't great they they, they get loud they get uh you know behind their team and they, and they always look for a reason to give them uh, some extra boost of energy, but sometimes it just doesn't happen with the with the team. So uh, I, I suggested going to stay in the hotel tonight and treat it like a real road game, but I, I don't think Rick uh, <laughs> is going to take my advice. Does Carlisle not do what you tell him to, Eddie, after all these years that y'all spent together on the road and everything? I would think uh, I would think Rick would listen to you a little bit on that thing. Well, once in a while he'll listen to a, a, a good uh, album or a CD or digital music or whatever we want to call it this week, uh, you know, on uh, once, once in a while I can turn him on to some good music or a restaurant, but uh, when it comes to basketball, not so much. <laughs> what um, what did you make of 
the the big lineup, which was uh, apparently I, I, somebody did the note that it, it went back to an old Mavs team with, um, I think, Sean Bradley, uh, French might have been on that team. Dirk was obviously in the lineup. It was like the biggest lineup in NBA for like 20 years or something crazy. What um, When you first saw that was going to be a starting lineup, did you think, uh, this seems a little – tricked up or what was your what was your take on it well uh first of all it, it what was what they were using in games three and four didn't work it wasn't working so they had to do something mm-hmm. uh and and it apparently wasn't that big of a surprise if you know basketball which none of us really do but we try to at least keep up as much as we can mm-hmm. and uh because ty, ty, ty Lue, the uh clippers coach he said uh, in his pregame deal, he says, well, you know, we kind of expect them to start Boban and, and, and go big and do this and do that. And he was pretty much spot on. So uh, <laughs> these, these chess matches, a lot of times the, the, the other coach is already a move or two ahead and certainly uh, several moves ahead of the general public. But, uh, you know, it's been a, it, it was a good move. It worked. I don't know if it'll work again or if the, Rick maybe has something else. Maybe Dwight Powell ends up in the starting lineup for game six. Uh but the one guy that you kind of have to tip your hat to, and this is going to sound crazy, don't don't laugh at me, Matt. Mm-hmm. But Christoph Porzingis, uh, who has you know been a kind of a wallflower at times in this series, has actually played a pretty big role. Uh, I mean, they are determined not to let him get shots. He only got six of them last night, and uh, as I wrote on Mavs.com uh, today, uh, he's you know he's got to sacrifice a lot of ego and willpower and, 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 and just, you know, just being able to say, okay, this is not my kind of series right now. Now, if they go against Utah and he's matched up against Rudy Gobert, look out, he's going to have a nice series. But right now, this, this is not the kind of series where he's going to have to be the focal point of offensively at, at any point. And then of course he comes up and hits the big three pointer uh, late in the game last night. So uh, he patience and, and having a little, sacrifice uh you know self-sacrifice and and the right attitude about it has been really big for this team coming coming from him you may have noticed on twitter he's taken a lot of heat we're talking to uh, eddie sefko he's not taking heat on twitter talking about chris stapps porzingis but eddie uh, is mavs.com my longtime colleague at the dallas morning news has covered these things for a long time eddie because of what he makes uh, because of that max salary and being nicknamed the unicorn, it's just he seems to take, uh, maybe it's unfair, but a, a huge amount of scorn. Um, and some of it's deserved because he's not getting it done. But, um, boy, to your point, wasn't it weird to see him through stretches of that game last night almost kind of over there in the corner, and they were guarding him. I mean, they were standing, had somebody assigned to him. But it was kind of like he was not – when you say wallflower – that's the right word for it. He he. It was just like go stand over there, and and then he just kind of had a, a, a the best seat at the house for what Luca was doing. So uh, you're right. It's just weird to see someone that we kind of still tr- think of as a po- a superstar be relegated to such a kind of a role player type type uh, status. It is, and and. Uh... You know, he, I can see where if you're making uh, you know, the four-year, $150 million contract and, and you're expecting big things out of yourself, uh, and as are the fans and, and the Mavericks, too. They didn't assign him to this thing uh, w- 
without expecting to get a, a good a good return on their investment. But he, I mean, sometimes I mean it's got to be for the good of the team, and and Carlisle is willing to to let let Porzingis sit over there and, and be kind of the the decoy. Although Rick would never use that word, but. Uh, and then allow the other four to go four on four, and that opens up a whole chunk of four space for Luca and, and other guys. Jalen Brunson has not had a great series, but you know he there is still time. This kid could break out at any time and, and get to the basket if, if the Clippers keep uh, falling into this and, and keep spreading the floor and, and taking defenders away from the rim. So uh, it, it's a it, it is a chess match, but. You know, uh, Porzingis is, and and some of it's rightfully so. By the way, with uh, the the flack that he catches, because mm-hmm. I mean he's got the big contract, and and he has been hurt. He has not proven that he can stay on the court for a uh, for a season. And uh, until he does that, it's going to be you know uh, an open uh, discussion about whether or not uh, the Mavericks did the right thing by by eating up so much cap space for him. Boy, it sure seems like when you talk about some of these other players, though, like Hardaway Jr., when as he goes, now it's obviously Luka. I mean, but first of all, we should talk about Luka for a second. Thirty, What was it, uh, Eddie? Was it 31 out of 37 either made the shot or assisted on it? I mean, you covered Kidd. You, you covered uh, Jason Kidd. You saw him through his first run. Then you saw him through his second run through Dallas. I mean, is there any – I mean, to me, that's about – there's not many people to compare that level of doing everything. But but it was one of those games where they're just like, you know what, we're going to get on your back, and we need you to get us wherever we're going to be. And, I mean, Eddie, I I know you almost run out of things to say about this kid already, but he's 22 years old. Do you almost every game come up with some kind of new thing that almost shocks you about a, a, a guy like this? Well, in every way except, I mean, he's not ever going to be the most athletic guy on the court. That's just mm-hmm. not his style, mm-hmm. but neither was Jason Kidd. Uh, so what you have to realize, though, is that he's a next-level thinker. I mean, at 22, usually it takes 10 years to get to uh, in the league to get to a point where you know what's coming. You, you can read plays and know what's going to happen before they happen, and, and you know tendencies of, of guys on the other teams and all of that. Luke has already got all that. He knows he knows what he's looking at, and he knows how to beat it. And he's daring you to try to stop it. And short of running two or three guys at at him, which I, by the way, I think the Clippers will do at times uh, tomorrow night. Uh, you're you're going to have to take your take your you know pick your poison and take your chances against him because he's too good uh, when he penetrates. If he gets you on his uh, hip, you know you're dead. Uh, if if he goes left and you give him just a sliver of daylight, he's stepping back and he's got a wide open three pointer. Even if you think you're lunging at him, uh, he still he's got such a good view of the basket. And then of course when he drives, he can kick and find guys. And and by the way, it's really easy to find out when one of his teammates is screwed up because when that pass goes out and the guy isn't there, it's usually the guy is in the wrong spot. Not that the pass went to the wrong spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's almost like the only thing that that shows us that he's a mere mortal is is missing those free throws from time to time. And he was better last night, obviously. But it's like it's almost like the Lord has to take one thing away from from somebody. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that uh, yeah, and he's been pretty miserable uh, from the line. I mean, his three point shooting is as good as his free throw shooting. Go figure. 
Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's an amazing thing. Well, Eddie, appreciate it. Love your coverage, Mavs.com, and for many years, obviously, the Dallas Morning News. And um, I did think about you when Kenny the Jet was sitting there talking about that 95, and I, it, it dawned on me. I said, I bet Sefco was in the middle of all that, and sure enough, you were. And uh, and by the way, Barkley did not show up last night. Did you notice that? Barkley, um, and, and who, he just must have had the night off, but he had said this series was over. Mavs wouldn't win another game. So I think we were all wishing he was on the set to, to, to see him take his, uh, take his beating because uh, it's always funny to watch that. Oh, I, I think Ernie and the gang will let him know about that uh, next time he's on it. I mean, I guess last night was his night to go to the clubs and uh, Draymond sat in for him. So, uh, yeah, you're right. It'll be interesting to see what he says. All right. Well, appreciate it, Eddie. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Matt. You bet. Eddie Sefko.